and welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence podcast. I am your host, Timmy Montgomery Dozier. Once again, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all tuning in every week. So this week, I have an extremely very special guest on the line. I have my cousin, Cynthia Austin, on here. Uh, Say hello, Cynthia. Hello, 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 hello. I am so happy to be here. So excited. First of all, thank you, Tammy, for having me. I want to congratulate you on this amazing podcast. But blessings to you and just keep going on. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So while you're on here, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Cynthia Austin? Cynthia Austin is the entrepreneur, CEO of Mashik Productions. I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. <laughs> I'm a wife. I am a Black business owner. I just love empowering women. The name of my company is Mashik Productions. The short term, the ghetto version is Match Chick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is beautiful. Now, how did you come up with the name? Well, actually, me being the mother of a daughter, you know, when she was born, I always wanted to dress her similar to me, but not the, you know, grown up version colors. And just always wanted to have a twin, a little mini me walk around with some of the same clothes. I used to try it with my mother, but she wasn't going for that. (laughs) It was just so exciting just to find clothes and just be associated with having a daughter and doing those things and matching. So that's where Match Chick came from. Yeah. The the bougie version is Mashik. Okay. <laughs> I, like that. I never would have came up. I really, really like that name. So how did you get into fashion? Is that something that has always been a dream of yours to do? No, it was never a dream. I have this artsy personality. I love fashion, have always loved fashion. I love creating. I love just the image of clothes. I've always looked at Italian Vogue. Every time I look at things, I always create it. I mean, I was in the industry. I was a hairstylist for many years, but I also had dual employment, whereas I hold a bachelor's of science degree in accounting and I was a financial analyst for years and that was a career path that I chose because of my mother because she wanted me to have a college degree opposed to doing things that I wanted to do and I've always had this artsy personality but I didn't pursue it because back then it was like the dream to own a home be Mm -hmm. corporate be professional but I was like I was in a box because Following that career path, it never allowed me to be me. In that industry, corporate back then, it was dominated by men, white men, and they wore suits and drab colors. And I couldn't come in there with a red suit on or yellow because they wouldn't listen to what you were saying. They would always think of you as being underclassed or something like that. So I stayed with it because... It generated, you know, the things in life that I wanted, but also made my mom happy. But on the inside, I wasn't. So, of course, taking those career paths and looking at the economy, I got laid off. And being laid off, it allowed me to pursue and continue. Instead of being a part-time stylist, I became a full-time stylist. And then that created the artsiness in me, allowed me to be... Creative, you know, fashion, hairstyling, all of that is in the same industry. 
that all came hand in hand. So pretty much always liked the corporate part with insurance and everything that came with it. So I became a college administrator. Mm-hmm. Upon being a college administrator, I really didn't like it, but I love the students. That didn't work out. So um, in 2016, I formed Machine Productions because it's an attitude opposed to a style. Because when you get into saying it's a style, it's like you're following trends. I set trends. I break all the rules of fashion. I love it. Yeah. So that's the whole inception. 2016, I came up. It was a t-shirt company first. I had taglines, respect my K-N-O-W, which is respect my no and respect my N-O, respectively. And what does that mean? Well, actually, it came about having a daughter. She graduated college. She came home. And I've always been mama bear, hands on. And I felt like, you know, I've always had a say so in what she did and how she did it. And I always been upfront mm-hmm. and very vocal about what I thought. So she came home and, you know, she said respectfully, she said, mom, you need to learn how to be a mother to an adult child, mm-hmm. to an adult. I was like, what? <laughs> so then I thought about it. I said, she's right. So I said, wow, I got to respect her knowledge. That's when it came about respect my knowledge. I said, but in addition to me respecting her knowledge, she has to respect when I say no. Mm. So it was a pull. It was a push, but we got through it. So that's how I derived in 2016, selling T-shirts. It was successful. Upon putting those taglines on T-shirts, I did put them on clothing. And so after a year, she stated she no longer wanted to be a part of the business and she didn't want to be in that she wanted to go her own way and do her own thing. I had to respect that. So I said, okay, that's fine. So I sat there. I was like, wow, I still can do the t-shirts, but it's something more to this. I said, like, come on, Jesus, what us going to do? What us- <laughs> so I was sitting down looking at clothes in my closet because I always had a bunch of clothes because I won awards for best dress high school grammar school just love just love that whole fashion clothing thing so I was looking at clothes so I just started painting and then I was like you know it became therapeutic for me I started painting on clothing and praying over them and just creating so I started wearing my own clothing you know back then it wasn't much of a statement piece it was just Mm -hmm. like looked upon it was new Mm -hmm. and people were like complimenting me and like, wow, how can I get that piece? I was like, oh, okay, we got something. So I went on and every day I woke up, I was so excited. It was just therapy for me and creating and I never could do the same thing the same way. So that was makes it so unique. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these people are trying to copy. And then I never forget. I was at a vending event. And a man told me, he said, why are you coloring on them good clothes? <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, oh, wow. I said, it's art. It's wearable art. It's walking art. You're creating a statement. It's like you're saying you dare to say a word, but yet be heard. Mm. So it spoke volumes. And I was just like, this is something. And I enjoyed it. And one thing led to the other. And here we are. Mashik Productions, and I say slash art because I I bejewel things, I mm-hmm. create, and I upcycle. I do a little bit of everything that I've added to the brand. And you've gone further than that. Haven't you done something for like a movie production? And I like did. That? Yeah. yeah. Entered theater. Um, reading, that was the most 
challenging part. It's like you're able to be creative, but not too much. You're reading the scripts and trying to make sure you get the correct character mm-hmm. of the artist that's performing that's right there and not go overboard. Because if you're sitting there doing a homeless person, you're not going to have them all jeweled right. up. And of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just took me to the point of just adding that of being fashion and being able to connect theater with fashion. So that was very interesting and a challenge in itself. And it allowed me to just focus and just be regular at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And then you have like a celebrity warrior, you something of yours, I think on TV, right? Yeah, it was Val Warner. She wore it on there and gave a shout out. And also the comedian, Corey Bell. She's okay. um, very good um, customer as well. And then there are some that remain that want to remain anonymous. Okay. I appreciate that. And there's a lot of people, they just want to keep it to themselves and they walk in a room. You would know who it, you know, I mean, if you follow me, you would know exactly my style. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it changes, mm-hmm. but the thing of it is, it's still machine. And, and it's a good feeling to walk in a room and people say, oh, that's a machine item. That's a machine item. And it makes my heart melt when I hear I know, that. I know you've done stuff for me too and I just love it. Got compliments. Um, you went so well. Thank so you. Well. And and the problem is now is that I can't wear anything anywhere because of this pandemic. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not having shows. I'm not in anything. So I'm in the house majority of the time. So my question to you now about your product line. Well more about you. What advice you have to people because I was in the same boat as you. I went to school. I got my bachelor's in computer information system because my dad said, you're going to always make money in this field and it's stable. Yeah. I was so miserable for so yes. long. And yes. then with, and I felt like I just couldn't be myself. I couldn't be alive. I just could mm. just be me who I was created to be. Yes. And I get it because, you know, them coming up, they needed it was stability. It was raising your children in a yes. stable economy and environment and making sure they had. What advice do you have for people that are going through that currently? I always say, and you know, the most important thing, we try to please everybody opposed to pleasing ourselves. The one thing that you owe yourself is happiness. Yes. And the thing of it is, the Bible always tells you, your gift will make room for you. Definitely. And th- things that you love, it makes you feel like you're not working. And yes. you do it with passion and people can see the passion in it. And it's just like, that's what creates good health, <laughs> huh. uh, happiness. And the money always come when you actually, it's sometimes it's difficult to charge it. Like I had so much fun doing it. But you have to, you know, separate. It's a, it's from yes. This is a business. Yes. <laughs> so I say, follow your dreams. Make yourself happy. Serve an audience of one. That's the most oh important God. thing. Because when you start serving people, they're happy and you're not. And then you're stressed. Mm-hmm. You're just walking around. And then the thing comes about what I could have, should have, would have did. and time waits for no one so I say follow what it is you do don't look at the money don't Mm -hmm. look at the money look at whatever your gift is improve your craft Mm -hmm. I'm an advocate of education but the thing about it is choose 
the things that you want to do, not what's chosen for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when when you have everyone out there wearing your clothing, what is it that you want people to feel about themselves once they have on your product? What is your mission? What is your goal? What is your end game? So when I put on those clothes, what is it that you want people to leave with? I want you to leave with confidence. It's a matter of inspiring someone to be different. Living out your attitude opposed to a style. It's like, I'm introverted, I'm shy, I'm quiet. But when I put on a garment, it speaks for itself. Mm. It's speaking for me. Like I said before, dare to say a word, but yet be heard. Mm. It's connecting generations. It's like fashion is a conversation piece. And if you're not a person to go to a person and say anything, they will come to you. And then the the conversations begin. So in my line, that's my brand. It's like you put it on. I want you to be empowered. I I mean, I understand it's not for everyone, but I want to believe it can be. But it's where you are in your life. I mean, because, you know, there are so many people and you see so many kids just being clones. Everybody's looking like everybody. Yes, definitely. I'm like, no, be you. Find out who you are. Take this time to find out who you are. And guess what? Offer no apologies. Just wear it and be you. Because things that's understood don't have to be explained. (laughs) That's the main thing. And most importantly, I like people to know I pray over these clothes. Hmm, I pray. And then the thing of it is, I like that person-to-person connection because I like to be able to look at the person and see them and be able to create for them. And I always say a little bit of me and a lot of you Mm -hmm. because then it allows you to want it, to love it. And then I call these my babies. And it's like, I want to make sure they're in a good home. Right. (laughs) (laughs) understand that. So I know is going on now has it affected you a lot uh since then or is everything still okay for you well the way it has affected me it has affected me to the part whereas i can't do the large fashion shows Mm -hmm. i don't get out to do the vendings i do them in small crowds i do have a website but it's so difficult to look at the website and look at the clothes and not have an idea of what it should look like it's very difficult like looking at my garment on a hanger, not unless you just have that creativity in you and you can just look at it and say, you know what? I know what I'm going to do with it. But I always like that personal person selling. I like to just be involved with the person being able to talk and, you know, just allowing them to know who I am and me know who I am. And I don't ever want to be too big that I don't have that type of communication with my customers. Okay. So if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, how would they? If they wanted to purchase your clothing or, you know, just talk to you, how would they get in contact with you? I am on Instagram under Mashik Productions 1. I am also on Facebook under Mashik Productions. My phone number is there. Also, I can be reached at 708-580-2850. And also the website, MashikProductions.com. So either way... I'm like reachable. I'm like, you can find me. And okay. how do you spell Machique? M-A-T-C-H-I-C-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S. Machique Production. So much. Thank you so much for being on my show. And I have one last and final question. I do ask this of everyone. 
when mm-hmm. it's all said and done, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Legacy to me is knowledge. It's not so much as the money and everything. I do have grand nieces and great nieces and nephews, whereas for their birthdays, I love to give them things from my brand and create the image of the uniqueness in them. And the girls are like creating their own little pants and painting and look auntie, look auntie. And I always tell them the key point, don't try to be interesting, be Mm -hmm. interested Because when you're interested, you're putting your passion, your love and everything in it. Being interesting always require a crowd who validates you as being interesting. So it's always words of encouragement. And if by chance one of them want to continue on the legacy of Mashik, it's open in their form. (laughs) Okay. The words of encouragement is always better of a legacy for me. Well, thank you, ma'am, again, for being on my show. Uh, thank oh. you. This is, I do appreciate it. Any final thoughts, anything else you want to share with before you get off the line? Not at all. I think I kind of covered everything, but dare to say a word, but yet be heard. That is my chic. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So- all right. Thanks again. This is Tammy Montgomery Dozier of What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence podcast. I can be reached at 773-251-5537. Uh, you can go online on my website, Connected by Love Consulting, uh, net, as well as you can reach me on Instagram under Connected by Love, uh, Facebook, Connected by Love, and Love is spelled L-U-V. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.